Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome to From the Bleachers. I'm your host, as always, Seamus Clancy, coming to you from the wonderful Bleeding Green Nation Radio Podcast Network. Now we have playoff season right now. I feel like I'm recording a new pod every day, recording this early Tuesday afternoon, dropped a new pod last night, going over the nitty-gritty facing Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the history of playing the Buccaneers in the playoffs, and obviously we had to take a talk about the Colts and Carson Wentz's meltdown, all that shade and fraud that comes with it, the Eagles getting a better draft pick because of it. Who would have thought? You know, two months ago, the Eagles would be getting a better pick from Indianapolis than their own pick. We don't even know where the Eagles pick and land yet. Maybe it'll be 32, right? But today, I am joined as a for my guest today, doing a little guest action, having my boy, you might know him from Twitter, at Large Petroleum, my guy, Big Oil, returning guest. We did a little draft preview, mock draft, last April. So welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me back, Seamus. And I think on that mock draft, we probably picked Milton Williams as an Eagle, and that's looking good uh, now after his late close to the season. So, Tom Donahue, looking uh, looking a little silly right now. <laughs> Absolutely. He's one of our guys, and looking better and better as the season's going on as a guy who, just because he's a rookie too, he's going to be a little fresher. He's younger, and he didn't play much earlier in the season. Uh, I've been disappointed of about Fletcher Cox the last year or two. I don't think I'm alone amongst Eagles fans when he's no longer, you know, saying that he's no longer the Fletcher Cox we saw in 2017, 2018. That just happens. He's an older player. That That's just the natural aging. And Javon Hargrave kind of fell off after that really hot September. So coming in, getting some pressure up the middle against Brady with Milton Williams coming in there. You know, we know Tampa Bay's offensive line is either the best or, you know, top two or three right alongside the Eagles right there in the whole league. But maybe he's an X factor this week, right? You hope so. You hope so. What's your prediction for Sunday before we get into the fun stuff? I mean, I, I got to pick the Eagles to win. Um, yeah. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say 26, 24 Eagles defense has to get a stop against Brady late, just like the Super Bowl. Um, I think if Jason Huntley's active, I like him to break a big kick return. Um, I know that's something we've talked about this week, maybe carrying five running backs and four receivers on the game day roster. Uh, now that uh, JJ Arcega Whiteside's out for the rest of the year. So, um, you know, I think maybe special teams or defense gives you a big play and they want a tight one. I mean, I'm not going to pick against the Eagles with the run they've been on lately. And, um, you know, it's going to be awesome going against Brady and, um, you know, trying to avenge uh, the the Buccaneers NFC championship from 20 years ago. Yeah, that's uh, 19 years ago, probably someday this month. For the on the Bleeding Green Nation Instagram, which I run with our great producer Rachel, you can follow us on Instagram at Bleeding Green Insta. This playoff season, I've done a lot of lookbacks where 
you know, I'll look at the dates of old Eagles playoff games. And once the anniversary of that date, I'll post a picture of it on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, for example, today is the, the 18th anniversary, 18 years since 4th and 26. So I posted a picture of that. But I certainly will not be posting a picture of the Rondé Barber game. Tomorrow, Wednesday the 12th, would be the 20th anniversary of the Eagles' wild card win over the Buccaneers at Veterans Stadium during the 2001 season, 2002 uh, in January that year. Eagles go on to make their first NFC championship appearance since 1980 slash 1981 that year. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I was looking up those highlights on YouTube. Actually, I think it was Monday yesterday while I was eating lunch. I watched both of the, the highlights of both those wild card wins over Tampa Bay in uh, 2000 and 2001. And obviously, I stopped watching Eagles Buccaneers highlights after that. I didn't need to see anything further. But, um, yeah, it's just great. It's funny to see, um, you know, in, in a playoff win back then, I think McNabb threw for – under 200 yards in both games and they were both like good performances by him because it was just such a different style of football. But, you know, that's the kind of game the Eagles are going to need to win on, on Sunday with them controlling the clock, running the ball. And, uh, you know, they don't need Hertz to necessarily throw for, um, you know, 300 yards, but if he makes plays with his legs, we could be seeing a repeat of those Eagles uh, wins over the bucks back in the day. Yeah. in a three-year period, the Eagles are two and one against the Buccaneers in the playoffs. So, Who's to say who owns who? That's right. People remember the big one, but uh, that that might be the case of winning the battles and losing the war ultimately. Uh, scoreboard, scoreboard alert. <laughs> Two to one. And yeah, I think someone asked. Uh, I do a mailbag every week. I might do two this week for bleeding on breathinggreennation.com. Someone asked me this week, saying, "You know, are should you be throwing more because Tampa Bay has a good run defense? They are third in the league." And rushing yards surrendered. But they're only, I think, 11th or 12th in rush defense DVOA. I think they're only 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th, around that range in yards per carry given up. But people were saying the same thing going in that Saints game. The Saints still ended the year even after the Eagles exploded against them for 242 rushing yards. Uh, finished first in rush defense DVOA. I think they ended up fourth in yards allowed overall. And then may have been still first. And yards per carry. So, you know, Eagles throwing the ball all the time is how they got into a 28 to 7 hole back in week six, Thursday night football at the link. They they are an entirely different team now. Let's play like it. You got to keep Brady off the field, have these long sustained drives using your stable of backs. You know, you have some injuries with the top three guys, but I think that's why you should have four or five guys active at running back because, hey, if one of those guys goes down, you can't just shift yourself to a pass first offense when you have. Quez Watkins, who's performed admirably this season on the outside as your number two target, and then, you know, the corpse of Jalen Rager in the slot. Yeah, absolutely. And, look, it's uh, it's one of those things, too, where I did see this morning, if I remember the stat correctly, Tampa is 21st in rush defense DVOA in the second half of the season. Ooh. Um, I know they've been – Levante David's still been out for a while. They've had some other injuries along the DL. So, I think – the, a lot of the talk about Tampa as a great rush defense is a product of a last year when they were the best in the league and B, um, you know, some of those stats you're talking about, people aren't running the ball on them as much because Tampa's winning a lot of games. And I think a lot of those stats are also a product of the first half of the season when they had their entire front self and uh, healthy and active. I know two weeks ago when they almost lost to the Jets, I think the Jets ran for 150 yards or close to it in that game. So 
Um, and the Jets are obviously not the Eagles on the offensive line. They don't have a running quarterback like Hurts. So I definitely think, um, you know, that's a matchup that the Eagles can still exploit. Um, I think it's being talked about as a strength on strength um, by the media so far this week. But I think that's potentially an area where we are going to have an advantage. And I agree with you completely. Um, don't need to pass the ball like we were trying to in the first matchup um, we had against the Bucks this season. I think that's what they'd love us to do. So um, running the ball early, staying in third and manageable. And look, ideally you're converting on first or second down anyway, but third and manageable is where this offense can win and, um, you know, controlling the clock, keeping Brady off the field. That's the goal. So uh, that, you know, they got to run the ball. Yeah, I like the optionality. This isn't even the main topic of the podcast, but it's impossible not to talk about the game itself when it's coming up this week and yeah. it's just the excitement it's palpable. But what I do like about this Eagles offense is they're up there in their shortest third down distance to go this season. And that's because of how productive they are running the football on first and second down. And what I do like there is that, especially when you're in between the 40s, when you have a coach like Nick Sirianni who is aggressive and willing to go for it on fourth down given the specific situation is if you're in those situations where it's third and two, third and three, because of how powerful this offensive line is, because you have Jalen Hurts, because of how you have these running backs, you can run it twice, really. And that's what I like. It's third and three, run it. And then, you know, if you want to do a little throw on fourth and one, run it on fourth and one, you have that op- that option. You don't have to be holding to, you know, it's third and three, you have to throw the ball here and try to fit it in a tight window to Jalen Rager. Right. And you would hope, especially this week is, you know, the line's been moving around, but somewhere in the neighborhood of eight to nine point underdogs, you would hope Sirianni's even more inclined to uh, play aggressively on those fourth down decisions in the, the so to speak, gray areas of the field. Um, I definitely think that's something that's a key to them winning. And they're going to, going to be a time where it's fourth and five or fourth and four from Tampa's 40 yard line. And like, you need to go for it instead of punting or maybe getting a field goal. So, um, you know, that's something I'm definitely looking for. And, you know, hopefully the two touchdowns and fourth and goal against Washington last week are an indication that, or uh, two weeks ago, excuse me, are an indication that, uh, so, yeah, Sirianni's kind of operating with that same aggressive mindset. What's the trick play you want to see on Sunday? You know, the the choice everybody wants to see is the Greg Ward pass. Um, but honestly, I'm kind of over that after they tried it against San Francisco and he threw the ball away on fourth down Yeah, uh, back in week two. So, and unfortunately, the other former quarterback on the roster, Tyree Jackson, is uh, not active uh, anymore. So he's uh, somebody taken out of the game as far as a potential trick play person. I'd love to see, you know, something along the lines of what the Lions ran against the Packers. Some sort of flea flicker reverse would be uh, awesome. But, um, you know, it's got to be something that makes sense in the situation of the game where, you know, you identify something on film that you think you can exploit. Um, you know, maybe you run a fake punt or something like that, where you have a direct snap to one of the, the, uh, the up backs in the backfield. So, you know, we'll see. I'd, uh, I, I, you know, it goes hand in hand with what I was saying about the fourth downs. You'd like to be aggressive and operate with a a mindset where you're going to go out and try to win the game as an underdog rather than not to lose it. So, um, you know, any trick play that they feel like has a chance to work, I'm all for, but, um, you know, hopefully it's, it's obviously one that works. All right, let me give you a situation, and you describe your anxiety level from a scale of 1 to 10. Okay. Jalen Rager in shotgun takes the snap. He throws a backwards pass so the guy who catches it can throw the ball again to the outside, and Jalen Rager catches it, and Jalen Rager winds up the throw. As he's releasing the ball, what is your anxiety level? 
10. Oh my God, 10. Yeah, absolutely. Like 30,000 30, to the 100th. Right. Like, as uh, way off the, it breaks the charts. Cause like, it's at like a 15 out of 10 when he's targeted, you know, let alone yeah. when, when they're drawing up something specifically for him. So, yeah, I don't, I don't want him anywhere near the field at all, but I know that's going to be too much to ask for. Yeah, their their trick play, I hope, isn't just some um, reverse to him for another end around for a loss for four yards, four yard loss. Yeah, uh, let's let's end all those, and I know they want to get him engaged, and you know, I'm sure both of us would love nothing more to look like idiots, and he breaks off a 46 yard chunk end around play that sets up an Eagles easy touchdown or something like that, uh, but. Probably not going to happen. And like, I if they're going to run one of those end arounds, I'd rather see them run it with Devontae or Quez at this point. Like they've both yeah. shown an ability to actually do something with the ball in their hands. So yeah, they need to cut those plays out of the playbook. And you and I together have talked through text uh, over the last week about Gainwell and his possible usage in the slot. If you're going to do those end arounds for regular in the slot, just do it for Gainwell. He's one of your best playmakers. And sometimes, even though he's the fourth running back on your depth chart, he was second on the team in touchdowns this year with six touchdowns. And he only had 101 offensive touches. Yeah, absolutely. He's definitely someone who uh, they could look to get more involved. And look, you know, he may not have the the root tree of Rager, but like a lot of these jet sweeps and reverses and bubble screens, like I'd rather have the ball in Gainwell's hands. And, um, you know, I think he's a more dangerous player right now, whether it's mental with Rager or if he's just simply a bad player and always will be, which I'm leaning towards. Might have loser energy. Not might. I feel like he has it. Uh, yeah, I was trying not to be so mean <laughs> that Monte Rager is going to be all up on me. I mean, it's happened so did- once, once before, twice before that you've invited the wrath of Monte or just other dads. Other dads, I earlier this season, Monte started going, and Monte being Jalen Rager's father, Monte Rager, who briefly played with the Eagles, I believe, in the 2007 season, former NFL player. He was going after people, DMing people earlier this season for criticizing Jalen. So I just immediately went and blocked him preemptively before there you go. I said Smart. something that, and I tried not to just absolutely polarize him as a human being just because, like, it is what it is and try to stick it more towards play when I'm speaking publicly on social media or BGN or newsletter, or whatever. Uh, but uh, most infuriating Eagle ever, uh, I guess like Carson Wentz is a different angle and dilemma altogether, but just for like a single player, given where he was drafted, given who they drafted over him over and just what he's doing on the field or lack thereof, it just makes me want to pull the few hair I have left out. But why why dwell on something so negative and so bad when we're in the playoffs? Carson we're in the playoffs, yeah. Let's keep it positive. We have three first-round picks. Yes, I like it. So the topic we wanted to talk about today, keep it a little louder. Yeah, we gave you some game preview, about 15 minutes of game talk. But this is kind of related to it, just about the excitement in the city and how ant we are and how it's the first time in two years that we've had this playoff feeling. And it's a different feeling than we had in 2019, that playoff season, right? When Carson wins, wins those vision, wins those last four games, goes in that Seattle game. I think there was some dread there because Seattle had been the Eagles kryptonite for so long. Uh, we weren't really sure what the rest of the roster is. We didn't know if that team had plateaued. It didn't seem like a team that was on the rise. At the same time, this Eagles team went in the season with zero expectations. Most people, nationally, the pundits pegged them as one of the worst teams in the league. I picked them to make the playoffs, win the division just because I'm a homer like that. But 
I didn't envision them really, really having a tremendous season or playing the style of football that they did. And they're doing that, exceeding expectations, have a lot of young players, a strong core young nucleus, and they have those three first-round picks next year. We're living. Yeah, we're living. And I agree with what you said completely about the the vibes being so much different this year than 2019. Like, I think back to 2019, and it was almost like, like when they made the playoffs, it was like a relief. Like it was like, oh, yes. fine. Like you did like what you were supposed to do, even if you took like a ridiculous path to get there. Like we were supposed to win the NFC East. We did that. And like that year was all about, oh, finally, this is Wentz's first year to get playoff experience. And, you know, for whatever reason, the Seahawks teams were always a terrible matchup for Doug's Eagles and Wentz. And it's funny, I remember – uh, me and my former roommate, uh, Connor, we went to the Eagles right Seahawks regular season game that year. And I mean, just a terrible experience. They lost 17, nine garbage time touchdown at the end. And he talked me into buying tickets to the playoff game again, uh, that year against the Seahawks as well. And like, of course, Wentz gets hurt. Uh, the game ends by the same 17 denied score, like another miserable experience. And after that, we were both like, I don't care if we get offered free tickets, uh, Eagles are we're never going to go to an Eagles Seahawks game again and like you think to this year now and it's like such a a bonus season like gravy on top that they're making the playoffs now like it's kind of like all optimism like all good vibes for the most part right now because like you said there were no expectations really entering the season that you know anything they do now is just kind of uh um you know a a cherry on top or like a, a little bonus to the the three draft picks and the development we've already seen from a lot of the roster this year so um, yeah, it's definitely kind of a more exciting feeling because you, you know, at least this feels like it, it could be the start of a, a new era potentially with Sirianni and Hertz for the long term if they can sustain the success in future years. Big Oil, would you say that your credit card bill is entirely effed up from Eagles vintage clothing eBay purchases? It def not entirely. Uh, but it definitely hasn't gotten better in the last like week or so. I'll put it that way. Cause I've just been in playoff sicko, sicko mode. And so um, like, I've always been a big Jersey person and like, you know, I try to wear like, uh, you know, different jerseys for as many of the games as possible during the season. If I don't have like a lucky one, that's got some momentum going on. I try to wear, you know, a Jersey that matches the team's color that they're playing that day as stupid as that sounds when I say it out loud. So, um, you know, it's always good to have more options. And like, since they clinched the playoffs, I've just been, you know, making a couple more buys for things that I I think are cool or great value or like some sort of nostalgia for me. And, you know, that's, that's inevitably led to the credit card bill getting fattened a little bit, but we're still on 0% interest season. So it's a, it's a problem for futures. Yeah, it's future Stefan's problem. It's definitely not January 2022 Stefan's problem. And we do put all these podcasts on YouTube, broadcast live on YouTube. You can check out the bleedingyournation.com uh, YouTube page. The link will be in this podcast description. I am rocking that I got over the summer a Donovan McNabb Nike Syracuse jersey. He doesn't have McNabb's name on the back, but it's a real Nike jersey from Syracuse number five. I had reached out to someone in August about putting a custom nameplate on the back. Uh, print print name. It would have been 50 bucks to put McNabb on the back. And at the time, I just bought this jersey for 30, 35 bucks. I didn't want to spend it. I wish I had done it in retrospect. <laughs> I mean, you could always do that uh, Do that later on, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. I just I didn't buy it from this the guy. I just uh, talked to someone, talked to the guy who uh, manages the Mitchell Ness store and and. 13th and Walnut down in Center City, Philadelphia. He put me into contact with a guy who does some jersey customization and stuff like that. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Did you get you? We've been going back and forth for the last two weeks since the Eagles clinched a playoff spot, just wanting as much Eagles clothing as possible. Yeah. That's what have you bought? Did you get your deliveries today? I got I got one today, uh, and I've gotten a couple in the past uh, few days. And then, do you have one with you to hold up for the viewers? I do, I do. I actually okay. I have a few with me, so I got. Oh, let's see them all. So again, if you want to see the full video? Check out the BGN YouTube page. So I got a uh, a Trent Cole black uh, jersey from Rare Vintage. So Rare Vintage, like, great. Uh, Casey Pitt from Rare Vintage. A former uh, guest on from the bleachers. Oh, there you go. And, and to be honest with you, I believe this is my first time ever using their site. I typically am scouring eBay looking for the cheaper buys, but you know, you don't see too many Trent Cole jerseys out there. And uh, you know, I, I thought it was a, a good chance to, to grab it. So I grabbed it on rare vintage. And then um, I actually found this guy on eBay who used to own couple of sporting goods stores so he has a lot of like and just to back up like i me and you both love like the reebok era jerseys yeah we can talk about reebok jerseys too yeah so like i'm a like a reebok's the ones i kind of look for when i'm looking for the older jerseys if i can find them so this guy i guess owns sporting goods stores in that reebok era so uh he has a bunch of old stuff so these ones actually this one came with the tag still on this is a kelly green tags on it uh deshaun jersey kelly green the one they wore in 2010. 2010 throwback um yeah so i you know i looked it up and unfortunately he only had like two catches for 30 yards in the only game he wore that jersey so i wish that had been a little bit better of a stat line like that's a game I always remember Vic playing in, but not yeah, so much. Yeah, the, the jersey to – like the two throwback Eagles jerseys that you need to get for those specific two games is a 2010 Michael Vick, Kelly Green, because he went off that Eagles loss, but he comes in for an injured, concussed. Kevin Cobb comes in, steals the starting job, plays really well, even though the Eagles lose to the eventual Super Bowl champion Green Bay, Green Bay Packers. And then in 2007, uh, Kevin Curtis, blue and yellow, Frankfurt yeah. Yellow Jackets throwback. And I know you own that one, I believe, right? I do. Yeah, I and do. I've I've searched, and I you know one day I'll find one. I have the Kevin Curtis, but in a different color. And then, um, so that Deshaun arrived today, as did this um, this white Asante Samuel jersey. That's and, a grail. Uh, this is uh, actually, I think, the one I'm going to wear on Sunday. Um, okay. And my thought process going into that, just to put the average person to the mind of like, what a sicko I am. Um, Like Eagles are wearing white jerseys probably. So I'm probably, you know, I got to wear whatever Jersey the Eagles are wearing in terms of color. And then like, I'm thinking back to like the last time the Eagles made like a deep run in the playoffs as a wild card team. Like they are now 2008 and Asante balled out in both of their wins in the playoffs that year. He had a, a pick six against the Vikings in round one. And then, um, you know, a pick that he returned, I think, inside the five-yard line against the Giants in the second round. So I feel like that combo is is kind of my 
thought process behind and i'm sure the average person is like oh i own two eagles jerseys i'm gonna wear one or the other um you know but must be nice to have that mindset right yeah for me it it puts a little bit more uh i could put a little bit more thought into it and uh inevitably leads to me spending spending more money than i need to on this kind of stuff but yeah i got those two in the mail today and then i got this is the last one i got uh i got a bobby taylor jersey Ooh. Uh, I think this is pretty great because you don't see too many of these either. And this is a Reebok one as well. You don't um, see a lot of Reebok Bobby Taylor because he was there late 90s. So sometimes you – and he left, uh, you know, 2002, 2003, that you see some Puma Bobby Taylor. You see yeah. some Wilson. You see some Champion. But really do you see that Reebok. And we can talk about the Reebok jerseys. Obviously, the Eagles manufacturer, and as it is for every NFL team right now, is Nike. And as a guy who's a little uh, cultivated some masks, kind of just a dad bod, you know, guy, Steph, similarly yeah, over I've, there. I've been cultivating uh, masks for a few years now. Nike jerseys are made for football players, it feels like. And that's, that's an obvious <laughs> statement. But the ones they have in the stores for the fans have just a strange cut for people with certain figures and they don't feel one size fits all in terms of uh, the cut. Every, every cut, every size is cut the same way, even though you'd wanted two X to be kind of cut differently than a, a medium. That doesn't really seem to be the case sometimes. Whereas the Reebok jerseys, they come a little oversized to begin with. They're a little stretchier. I like this mesh material. It has this classic vibe and there's obviously nostalgia factor there. When I was, I'm sure the same way in 2003, four five as a kid, you were getting not just Eagles and Sixers jerseys, with jerseys of every NFL team out there having like a Randy Moss, uh, Peyton Manning, Brian Urlacher, all this stuff like that. And so I, I'm always a fan of the Reebok jerseys. And again, I don't really like the Nike jerseys now. So there's not a player that I really want. Like I'd love a Jason Kelsey jersey. But I went to the pro shop last week and they didn't even have one for sale. That Jalen Rager, Miles Sanders, Derek Barnett. I don't know how long they've been sitting there, but it's strange they don't have Jason, uh, Jason Kelsey there. But at the same time, if I want to get a player's jersey, a lot of the guys I like are from that era in my life, the era where we both grew up and became Eagles fans. So I'd love to just randomly grab a – I know you have a Javon Curse jersey, right? Or a yeah. Corey Simon jersey, stuff like that. Like I'm playing – oh, this is this kind of ties into the nostalgia stuff. I Lowler system uh, on Twitter during the pandemic dropped off to me because they don't have a really modern gaming system. I have a Switch – uh, my girlfriend actually plays a lot for Pokemon. I'll play it once in a while as well. Uh, but I don't have an Xbox or a new PS5 or whatever. Uh, so he dropped off his old PS2 to me on a couple games, NCAA Football 06, Madden 06. And this week, because I'm so hyped for the Eagles playoff run, I bought on Amazon and PS2 HDMI adapter because now I can play it on a real TV, the old TV that I was playing it in at my old apartment and I was tossing. So I have this here. And for the first game, I played a half, played one half of football on easy mode, rookie mode, whatever, before we started this podcast. Eagles are up 44 nothing on the Buccaneers. <laughs> the Buccaneers are being quarterbacked by Brian Greasy, I believe. Wow. Uh, some nice stats. Javon Curse, your boy. Uh, so this is Madden 2006. So this was the Madden that was made on the heels of the Eagles' Super Bowl berth when they lost to the Patriots. Uh, Madden 06. Donovan McNabb is on the cover of the game. Uh, and John Ritchie. Uh, all-star MVP performance, 113 rushing yards and three touchdowns in the <laughs> wow. first half. That's a concussion, concussion uncle season. 
I was going to say there, you don't just see the fullback having an 113 yard uh, three TD half in the modern NFL. That's a, that's a relic of the past for sure. I love to have the the Bucks get QB by Brian Greasy on Sunday. We'd have a much better chance of winning. They might be the same. <laughs> I think so. that's They're probably even. That's crazy I'm to not, think about. <laughs> I'm not kidding. They probably were either uh, bookended each other as starters at Michigan. Did they? Not I know compete? Brady was competing with Drew Henson when he was there, yeah. but I can't imagine Brian Greasy was there. Oh my God, he was drafted in 1998 from Michigan. Brady's drafted in 2000. So Brian Greasy was the starter immediately before Tom Brady has been out of the NFL for 13 years and Brady uh, threw does money. Touch- and Brady and does 43 touchdowns this year. And 5,300 yards. And now Brian Greasy does Monday Night Football. And does it badly. Does it badly. How amped are you that the Eagles don't have that Monday Night game this week? Very excited. Um, you know, on one hand, like, oh, yeah, you can argue maybe it would have been nice for them to get like a mini buy going into the playoffs. But look, they rested everybody who needed to be rested on sa- on Saturday night. Like they have the the mini buy done, so to speak. These guys are ready to go. Um, I personally didn't want to play on Saturday, but, um, you know, Monday for me was not ideal in terms of having to wait all week and then needing to potentially go to work Tuesday after you know, either hung over after an awesome Eagles win where I drank a ton or hung over after a soul crushing Eagles loss where I drank even more. Um, yeah, it's just a scenario you want to avoid. And I have off on Monday next week. So very excited about the Sunday game. I'm surprised the NFL didn't put us in prime time on Sunday night. Um, you know, with us going against Brady, but you know, maybe they, that means they think this game's going to be a blowout and uh, Eagles can take that as a source of, of fuel or motivation and um, use that as some fire to come out firing on Sunday. Yeah, and I talked about the start times. I ranked the start times in a podcast last week on, on here on BGN Radio on the Fun the Bleacher Show. And I do really like the 1 o'clock game because it has that normal feel of a normal NFL Sunday. You wake up and you can kind of do the same routine. You can wake up at 10 o'clock nine o'clock, whenever you get up, depends if you have kids and not, I know we're kind of more, you know, kids in their twenties bums waking up whenever we want, even though yeah. we have, uh, you know, serious romantic partners or however you want to say it. Uh, but it kind of gets you in that mode, in that mode, as Jalen Hurts would say. And then you do have a bit of a buffer. I know a lot of people are off Monday for MLK day. And I talked about some podcasts. I know not everyone's off. People have the regular schedules. People don't have traditional desk jobs, whatever, but Playing at one o'clock, say the Eagles lose, it's over at four thirty. You have a couple hours to decompress before your night starts. Your night kind of gets to its end, or night the night starts. You get what I'm saying, and you can relax a little bit. Or Eagles pull off this miraculous upset, and then you're partying hard for the Cowboys game, and you're just on top of life. And after the Cowboys game's over, it's only eight o'clock. Yeah, the world's still your oyster after the Cowboys game's over on Sunday, especially if the Eagles win and the Cowboys lose. How many years would you take off your life expectancy if it guaranteed an Eagles win on Sunday and a Cowboys loss? Nothing more. It doesn't guarantee the Eagles win. Next round doesn't guarantee they win the Super Bowl. But just for this specific Sunday, Eagles win, Cowboys lose, Eagles advance further than the, the Cowboys this specific playoff. It's tough tough to answer for sure. And, uh, you know, it's one of those ones where I'd love to know what what my end number is before I start. That's part of, that's part yeah, of the dilemma, I, oh, right? Yeah. Um, 
And, you know, it's one of those ones where like you answer publicly and you may be judged on your response, but like, assuming I live to like a ripe old age, like I don't, I don't need the last five years of my life. Like, you know, yeah. like what am I going to, you know, I don't know, like uh, sitting around in a nursing home, slowly losing it. Like, you know, those are, you know, those are years I'm, I'm happy to trade for an Eagles win and a Cowboys loss in theory. I think you just do too. And that's a safe bet. Like if you were going to, I mean, unfortunately two's, two's pass, a lock for sure. Yeah. I think if you were, unfortunately someone who passed a little bit younger, two is a little bit more palatable than five or six years. I think yeah, two's maybe, nice. maybe five's like more of like a, we're making a Super Bowl run. Yeah. Five would be Cowboys losing 44, nothing and the Eagles make the, win the Super Bowl. I feel like. Yeah. I don't know. We got some game. We got some game theory going on, like the prisoners' dilemma, Chargers Raiders game. Oh, that was incredible! That was that was one of the 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 funniest viewing experience I've had as a, a neutral NFL fan. And like, you know, I can't imagine being a a Steelers fan watching that happen, or uh, obviously the you know, the Chargers or Raiders fans involved. But you know, that was just incredible entertainment. And I was actually really mad at myself. I put in a bet. Uh, before kickoff on Sunday, that was uh, Jaguars money line, and then I didn't realize that I had done the Chargers Raiders game to be tied at halftime and tied at. The I end did of that. The game. I messed up. I should have. I should have done go to overtime. I messed up really bad. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, but I, you know, you saw so many screenshots of people's bets on Twitter with you know thousands of dollars on the line, and you know, it can be argued that it would have been just been smarter and safer for both teams to just, you know, especially, you know, once it was tied in overtime and the Raiders got the ball back to just run the clock out. But, you know, we'll never know if it was the Brandon Staley timeout specifically that caused it or what, but just an incredible ending to the last regular season NFL game. And like, you know, what more could they have asked for in terms of drama or theater or entertainment for people to, to see on the last night of the season? And I know I stayed up, you know, well past one one thirty, watching that and then just basking in the aftermath of it and you know all the reactions and everything so i was real tired for the national championship game last night as well but yeah that's what being a fan is all about just seeing exciting stuff like that just grinding it out football guys that's right yeah you just gotta power through the pain drink a you know for me it was a, a clutch diet dr pepper both nights that really helped keep me going when i needed it late so i i like a nice coke zero Nothing wrong with that. I just, you know, what, what's on hand was diet Dr. Pepper for me, but really any diet soda will get the job done. Last week I ordered three jerseys. I went to the Eagles Pro Shop, didn't what, like what my options were. I came home and ordered three jerseys on eBay for less of a, the, than the cost of a jersey I would have gotten there. And that's of, the other thing I was going to say with these jerseys that you talk about. It's like, yeah, we're not buying $300 jerseys. These right. jerseys are like max 60 bucks. So you're getting a really good bargain for, I think these jerseys are better quality. They last long. I'm holding a Nike jersey, but I'm talking about jerseys from that era than these Nike ones. Yeah. And it's like, you know, whatever they retailed for back in the day, 50, 60, $80, like cheaper than what they retail for now, better quality. And like, you're getting them at a fraction of their retail price back then, let alone what you pay for a new jersey today. So that's the other benefit of buying these ones, whether it's on eBay or you know, you're looking on like Poshmark, Mercari, um Depot. Depot. Uh, or yeah, Depop. Um uh, you know, I a couple other places online you can look, but like 
it's just in general you're saving money you're you know it's cool like at least for me fun. like it's a, it's I, a hobby yeah. in a way yeah it's fun it's enjoyable like there's stupider stuff stuff to spend your money on at least that's what i tell myself so um yeah it's definitely it's great you know feeling like you got a steal or you got a great value or a bargain buy as well so sorry i didn't mean to cut you off on your your purchase listing but no. that's another thing i wanted to i wanted to set the record straight because no. it's not like i made money that. or anything yeah no no so I had two that are supposed to get delivered today. And again, we were recording this. It's about 2.48 on Tuesday. I don't know if you're listening to this tonight, Wednesday morning, whatever it is. But I, I wanted one of them to be here, or at least they're both out for delivery on eBay, to be here for today to wear one of them. So two that I have coming today. One I bought for $45 is a white – we're both white jersey guys, big white yep. jersey guys. Oh, yeah. Love the white jersey. And I really hope like- the Eagles white jersey, black pants all throughout the playoffs. And I feel like they don't. We've talked about this as well. Like in the Nike, they don't even era, make them now. They don't, yeah, they barely they, make they the white. You can't jersey. buy a white jersey at the Eagles Pro Shop. They don't have them available online. It's it's strange. And it's like forget like, okay, like whatever. I have this Asante Samuel, and he was a star back in the day. Or I have like a a white To jersey, but like. Uh, back in the day, you could get like a white jersey of like anyone on the team. It's like Corey forget- Simon, right? Like uh, I have a, I think I got for like ten bucks, like a white Ricky Waters jersey. Like, you know, it's like you know they used to make the white jerseys in much greater quantity back in the day, and it was easier to find them. And I feel like now, I can't remember the last time I saw like somebody wearing like a white Jalen Hurts jersey, for example, or a white Devonte Smith. Jersey. I don't think like, any. It's- I don't think a white Jalen Hurts jersey exists. Like it's all green and black these days, so that's kind of a, another reason to to go the vintage route. Is you can you can get some white ones as well. So what, the two I have today, one is a white To Reebok, but the kicker that I, I probably buy, I paid forty five dollars instead of maybe thirty dollars, is that it has the Super Bowl thirty nine logo on it, ironed on. Really looks really sharp. And it even still has the Super Bowl sticker on there, the authenticity sticker. So you know it's dead stock, which is very cool. And I look, I've never, I don't, you sent me a picture of it. I don't think I've ever seen a jersey with the logo on it like it, you know, like that back in the day. And it's, you know, especially interesting because it's not like they wore the white jerseys in the Super Bowl where they would have printed a ton of those. They wore the green jerseys in that game. So, you know, it's definitely, uh, you know, very cool and, you know, very unique jersey. I'm sure you're going to get a lot of uh, people talking about it when they see you wear it in the future. Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to wear on Sunday. And it reminds me, they did the Eagles in 2017 slash 2018. They didn't make black jerseys that had the Super Bowl logo on there. I've seen Foles, Ertz, and coincidentally, or ironically, dramatic irony, whatever everyone would say, Wensters, black Wentz jerseys with the Super Bowl logo. That are official jerseys, too, which is a little strange, but whatever. A little bit different. Another one I have coming today, and we could talk about this, and I've had a conversation with people. I am like, I don't like wearing fake jerseys, quote-unquote fake jerseys. People ought to do whatever one. They can spend their money however they want. If they don't want to spend $120 for Devontae Smith jersey, they want to get one for $20 from AliExpress, whatever. It's just not what I would do. But I think there's a difference between, say, a fake jersey that's being made in a factory uh, for the lowest, lowest, lowest quality possible uh, compared to like a customized jersey. So I think what I bought is a customized Ricky Waters jersey because it's a real Reebok jersey, a real Reebok football jersey. And this person turned it into a reversible Ricky Waters jersey. So one side is midnight green, 
has the traditional Eagles logo on it. So I'm thinking maybe even it was originally just green jersey. And this person made it reversible. On the inside, it's a black Ricky Waters jersey. Even though the Eagles didn't wear black uniforms during the Ricky Waters era. It's intriguing, especially for 14 bucks. It's a different vibe. We'll see how it feels when it gets here. Haven't had a jersey like this before, but excited to see it. Yeah, and it's one of those things where it's like, okay, like $14. $14, yeah. Just the let's get the two drinks at the bar. Like, if you don't like it, you know, oh, well, not the end yeah. of the world. And this one, I'm mad it's not coming this week. It says arrive by Wednesday, January 19th. Fingers crossed that I can wear it for the Eagles divisional round game when they play the Packers and Lambeau. It's actually an Adidas, so predating Reebok, Deuce Daily jersey that I got for, what was it here? $35. That's a pretty nice pretty nice price for Deuce. I have been monitoring Deuce jerseys for a while. Uh, end of 2020 season, uh, I thought there might be a chance that Deuce uh, would become the head coach. So I was saving and watching a lot of Deuce jerseys on eBay. Even made a couple offers that were denied because I thought there'd be a chance that he becomes the head coach and that, you know, they, those prices would jump up for him. Right. They'd be kind of too much to get the way that, you know, no real Doug Peterson Eagles jerseys existed. Uh, I had a, I have a customized one it actually has a customized someone that someone put together for us uh, off of an old Ty Detmer Jersey, but you know, obviously a lot of it more do scaly ones were in production, but you wanted to get the real Adidas, uh, Reebok early 2005 with it. Yeah, but that's Deuce Staley was my my older brother was more of a football fan when he was younger and then was not a fan for many years and then came has come back to the game and is not on me and my dad's level of sickoness, but like a rapidly approaching it. So I wanted to nice. Deuce was his favorite player back in the day. Uh, and for Christmas this year, I was hoping to get him a Deuce jersey. And I just couldn't find the right one um, in the right size online, but yeah, I've been monitoring those as well to eventually try to get one for him. Um, just, you know, same thing, nostalgia. That's like, uh, you, know, you know, brings back memories of a great era of Eagles football. So, um, yeah, Deuce is a great, great jersey to have, whether he's the coach or not. And, uh, yeah, hopefully, like you said, it gets here um, in time for you to wear it for our playoff game, not this Sunday, but next Sunday. If the Eagles win on Sunday, will you buy another jersey this week? I say no now. I probably will, but um, you know, it's it's a no as of now because I I bought too many. I bought four already that that we showed here, so uh, I probably probably shouldn't. But you know, knowing me, I, I'd definitely be I'd definitely be browsing at like five p.m. fourteen beers deep on Sunday if we upset Brady and and Hertz plays well. Yeah, I'm looking on eBay now. I have a lot of safe <laughs> searches. I'm seeing. You know, what am I going to save to be the buy in two weeks' time? I'd like an Asante Samuel jersey a lot. Uh, this past offseason, I bought myself an Asante Samuel jersey, but I was actually buying, uh, I think, a youth XL instead of a men's XL or regular uh, normal XL. But actually, maybe I'll see if Ashley wants to wear that this weekend. One of she, she <laughs> likes a lot of times, uh, I'll buy her jersey. She's obviously an Eagles nut, has an Eagles tattoo. We meant the Eagles Super Bowl parade. Uh, but sometimes she's more of a t-shirt hoodie person on game day even though you know i'll just buy her jerseys for the hell of it because it's you know living vicariously type thing yeah mm -hmm. but she has a number two hertz jersey that we got customized after the saints game last year at the pro shop um 
no, I like having the number two Hershey's, but I think she's upset that he doesn't wear it anymore. So maybe she doesn't like it as much, even though I like the novelty factor that comes with it. Yeah. Uh, but she does have, you know, she has a Doug Peterson, a white Doug Peterson. That's a really nice one. I think maybe she'll wear that if I wear a white jersey on Sunday. A little matching action. Uh, but Asante, maybe I'll tell her to, to roll with Asante. I like that. Yeah, there you go. And at least for me, like, that touches on something else too. Another reason I like buying these is like I'm – I mean, in rare, 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 like rare occasions, like I'm almost always like a wear a jersey on game day guy, like whether I'm watching at my house, whether I'm tailgating and not going into the game, obviously, whether I'm going into the game and like that can be a September game where it's 90 degrees out and I'm just wearing like a jersey and shorts or it can be, you know, a December, January game where I've got the jersey over, you know, a hoodie three long sleeve shirts and I'm wearing it under a jacket that, you know, but like I've always, I always wear a Jersey on game day. So I like to have as many options as possible. All right. So God willing to the football, God's willing that the United States parcel system comes through for our postal system comes <laughs> through for me today. I will be wearing my T.O. on Sunday. You'll be walking the Asante Samuel and we'll have to drop a pick uh, on Sunday for it to promote the podcast too. Absolutely. And uh, you know, I'm hesitant to to shed too much light on it because I feel like we may be setting off or igniting a, a Reebok jersey craze in Philadelphia that's going to drive the market price up. But, you know, I think they're awesome. I think it's kind of the, you know, for Eagles fans of a certain age like us, like I remember going to Models and buying. Wall to wall, dude. Wall to wall Reebok jersey. Right. And it's like, you know, you get one or two and you'd think, Oh, I'd love to have like all, you know, 10 Every or, 15, player the or 20 things that I saw on there. So yeah, it's just like nice to come full circle and be able to, to get a bunch of those for a fraction of the cost. Now, very exciting to me personally. All right. Finish up one more question. Who's your guy in the draft this year after the Eagles win the Super Bowl? Sauce Gardner. Sauce Gardner is my guy. Um, I don't know if he'll be there at 32 when we're picking with our pick. So we're probably going to have to use the the Dolphins or the Colts pick on him. But Sauce Gardner's my guy. I want to give a shout out as well to uh, two Penn Staters, Jahan Dotson and uh, Jaquan Brisker, I think would both be uh, great Eagles at positions of need. So Sauce Gardner, Jahan Dotson, Jaquan Brisker are my guys. That's their three draft picks. I will be over the moon. Me too. All right. Big Oil, you can follow him on Twitter at Large Petroleum. I will tag him in this tweet that I put up on there. You could obviously you're following me on Twitter, I hope, and Instagram at Seamus Hunter Clancy. As I mentioned before, you can follow the BGN Instagram at Bleeding Green Insta, BGN radio feed, bleedinggreennation.com. We will bring in you nonstop Eagles content all week, ideally next week and for the next month, as hopefully, hopefully, Eagles pull off an upset win on Sunday and go on a miraculous run to the Super Bowl as our hopes and dreams would come true. Yeah, and that's it for me. I'm Seamus Clancy. Thanks to Big Wolf for coming on. And as always, keep leading green. Go birds.